Hey, Josh. Hey, Nate. How you doing this week? I am doing pretty good. Yeah. Uh, life's just kind of chugging along over here. Having, having a busy day of consulting work and uh, yeah, nice to have a break and chat for a bit. Cool. How are things with you? Uh, pretty good. Yeah. Um, I know I moved our, our time uh, from we had it scheduled for tomorrow, but I think I told you my, my Thursdays, this Thursday is getting a little, it was a little packed. So I moved it, moved it to today. So I'm glad that worked out and usually do a Tuesday, a Wednesday. So today's Wednesday. Um, we have a, a recurring uh, date lunch with the wife at, uh, so I just finished that and we did something that, you know, parents will understand and I'm sure <laughs> you will too. Uh, we just watched like, you know, we were, we were watching a Netflix series called Beef. It's been interesting. Yeah. And, and we basically watched some of it in the middle of the day and it just felt, it just felt like, uh, I don't know, like you're getting away with something. It was like kind of, we were like giddy about it. We're like, we're watching TV in the middle of the day. But like, this is what being adult feels like. <laughs> so anyway, so don't know if you can it's relate like, to that, but it, we had a moment. It's like the adult version of playing hockey, you know? Yeah. It's exactly. like when you realize you can actually eat the whole box of donuts if you really want. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Which I sometimes do anyway, and that's not as much a novelty anymore, but that's. that's <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, Josh is uh, Josh is relapsing. Well, yeah. I've got a I've got a business topic that'll maybe um, encourage our <laughs> listeners to to know that Josh really does uh, think through things and all of that. Um, all right, what you got? So, today? so I've been working on uh, testing Taxi. This is the um, the Roomba like thing that crawls yeah. around your web application and uh, tests it, so it figures out what's going on and uh, it uh, is able to tell you. You know what your what functionality has changed, what UI has changed, that sort of thing. And uh, so I've been working on that, and um, yeah, just looking at the sign up process and kind of the pricing model to get people started on it. Um, just trying to think that through because I could really see this going sideways if I just you know put a form on my website that says you know put in your URL here and you know submit in like you know two hours we'll send you your results kind of thing. I think right. that's not going to go well. <laughs> well, one because you have real costs with it too, right? Like you're you're you you're running some processes in the background for it. Not like AI costs, but there's there's some costs, oh. right? And and it's also yeah. I mean, what, why 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 is it a bad idea? Well, I think there's a few things, and I think the biggest one is just the um, the nature of this thing. Like it's it's a new it's a new testing system It's bound to screw up in a few different ways. Um, and basically it, it needs a little bit of babysitting to start with. And um, there has to be like some sort of expectation, I guess, for the user as to like when they're going to get a response back or like what sort of, you know, what's the, what's the way to move forward through the process kind of thing. Um, right. And then just, yeah, for the cost too, right? Like I can't handle a um, hundred people signing up and, you know, the costs associated with that, that would just not be good for me. Right. Right. Sort of like running a CICD type of thing um, <clears throat> where there's actually going to be a queue and some things will run or you get pummeled with all of this and everyone's takes, 
you know, 40 hours to get back. And then the, yeah. the queue keeps getting bigger. I mean, these are good things that could happen, but at the same yes. time, you're, you're kind of, uh, yeah, setting a bad precedent or giving a bad experience, honestly. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. And so I guess I was wondering if like, um, I was kind of thinking through like, would it make sense to do kind of more of a services type of, uh, a sign up, like where you kind of almost have like an initial consultation, you kind of show people like a, a demo account maybe, or like have like a, a demo that people can play with, um, that doesn't actually require any background resources. Like I could just, you know, set up one of the tests and run it like once or twice and then just have that be the, the demo to play with. Um, mm -hmm. I know. I don't know if you have any ideas, kind of in that direction, of um, ways that you've seen other people do it or things that might work that way. I mean, I like that demo idea. That's good. I think that there's there's like a balance for this. So I've spent a lot of time tweaking our sign up and you know demo request forms and things like that. So <clears throat> without going too deep into it, but it's a balance, right? You want to basically you're looking for signal. Right. Like you mm -hmm. have people coming in and there's going to be noise. People are going to sign up and not know what it is. They're going to like and you don't want you want to show value to the right people. Um, but yeah. part of that is also having them put some skin in the game. Right. Like a little bit of investment. And it doesn't necessarily mean it just might mean time or filling out part of a form and saying, well, get it kind of it's like a trade of information. So like, oh, what do you see us doing this to? So I think it wouldn't be a bad idea for you to take on any of your input forms to take like, what would you, what would you, what, what would you like the test to do and where would you like it to run? Maybe you don't mm -hmm. run it, mm -hmm. but you could take that as the input, as the, the request form. And maybe it's more of a request form type of thing. So that's one piece, but the other piece you mentioned as well, which was, um, how do I show them value? Like, how mm -hmm. do I basically check the box that, Hey, this is, can do something for you. So this is more of like, what is the, uh, how do you decrease friction and increase motivation for them to even want to fill out the form, right? So that's where I think your demo idea could be good, which is just even you walking through and saying, hey, I'm going to pick a site and I'm going to do this thing and I'm going to pick three sites or whatever and I'm going to walk it through and just even it's a screen recording. You could even use Riverside. It could do a screen share. It mm -hmm. has your face on it and say, I'm going to type <laughs> in a new one, whatever. And, you know, and, and showcase kind of what it could do for someone and what the outputs could be. So that could be all not gated and they could see that. So they get the value and then it's like, put in your request here. Yeah. And I think the, the, like the terminology of like a request, like entering in a request too is really good because it's not like start a free trial. It's not like start your account where you're expecting to get something immediately. This is like a request, like, oh, maybe I will get it. Maybe I won't. And so that allowed, that gives me some of the freedom to be able to vet um, their application to make sure it's a good fit. Um, and also, um, yeah, to kind of, I can kind of get that first scan going and make sure that that scan is going to work properly and all those kinds of things too. Yeah, you're getting real live test cases <laughs> to mm -hmm. run through um, and you can test with it and you can also see if they're a good fit. And over time, you could add more fields, you know, so if you're getting too many requests, it's sort of like, okay, you know, what's your budget for this? You know, pick a range. Like, Mm -hmm. just other things that could help you find signal out of the noise. And if you're not getting enough, you 
have less fields. So you're getting, <laughs> making it easier. You're uh, reducing friction and making it easier for someone to fill out a form. But at a minimum, you're probably like name, email address, website, and a short description of what you're expecting it to do. Yeah, that makes sense. And I guess the other part of that too is like um, how much value needs to be shown for free, I guess. So like there, there's the demo and maybe that can be a video, maybe that can be an interactive demo. Um, and then, you know, this request form. Um, but then like, you know, would, would it make sense to say something like already after you get your, your first successful scan, like we're going to charge you per successful scan, um, you know, X dollars per scan or something per month or something like that. Does that make sense? Or does that seem too fast to ask for money? Um, I don't, I think there's a way you can set the expectation that it is going to be a paid for service at some point. Mm. So maybe even just the fact that you have a pricing page and it says pricing mm. to be determined, but right now we're in beta. Like, yeah. and I, I, I think that's fine. Right. And really what you want to do is you are testing this to see if you can provide value and who you can get it for. So you do want people that are going to fill out their real name, fill out their real email address, like fill out all of these things and then it becomes a value exchange, right? So you are like, oh, you could do this, you could do that. Like, hey, produce this, great. Like, um, and I'm also like price testing this or just, hey, I'd like to, this is all just early, but if you're willing to sign up for a thing, like it can turn into that. Maybe after you have more confidence in some of these, but it's like, hey, here's what I'm thinking, like buy a pack of credits or whatever. Like, what is that? You know, so you can be very, like I'm still figuring this out with them, <laughs> yeah. But also come in with like a level of here's what I'm thinking. What do you think? Yeah, I guess that makes sense. And maybe it's even like a initially it can be even a, a bit of a back and forth um, to kind of figure out what that price is going to be. Because I think this is like when I'm talking about charging people, like this is after I've proven on a number yes. of the, of alpha tests that like this thing really can provide value. And by the time the, there's a price discussion with the customer, it's already that like, oh yes, we can provide value to you. And we've shown that, you know, by doing a couple scans or something like that. Right, right. Yeah, and I like the, what you said, it, it becomes a discussion. And what I was thinking when you said that is all of this, the goal is to create a dialogue, a back and mm -hmm. forth between you and them about this type of thing. And eventually getting to a point where of course, they're like, they don't want to waste their time if there's no value. So, but there is a, there's, there's some value to this, right? And you want to make sure you have the right people, but the people that are willing to talk to you. And that's where I think later on having a forum, a drop down, like I'd pay X for this, or I'm this size of company. There's other ways to basically gauge, yeah. like, will they be willing to pay for this? Right. Or, <laughs> or do they have the funds to actually, you know, reward you for the value they're getting. Right. And I guess like over time, you can kind of figure out what's the, what's the pricing model that seems to work really well for this. And then just kind of, you can almost pu publish that publicly and it's like, that's what the price is, you know, take it or leave it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you could also just be, you, you can get very creative with it. Honestly, some of these things, it's like, Hey, you could even charge for a consultation of this. Like, Hey, you're going to get five scans. I'm going to hand do them with you, like figuring this out and it's a flat, you know, $500 fee. And that's like, oh yeah, that's gold if I could do that. Right. So it's sort of like, okay, like the model, when we were looking at the, 
uh, the SEO person. I think I give another example of another person that did like a, like a power, the power half hour for SEO. Right. Yeah. But it's, but you could position it like that. Don't even think about subscription. Don't even think about the whatever, but it's just like, Hey, I will do five things for you. And it's this fixed price. It's like, Mm -hmm. you know, to do it. And, um, you know, and it could be discounted. It could be done in different ways that are just not because some of that things like I would open up my pocketbook for a $500 thing without much of a problem if it has business value, a one-time thing, but a $500 a month one that almost yeah. that's scarier. That's, that's like, I'm going to forget than, about yeah. this. And yeah. so <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah. I guess I got to think of like how I could provide value, like a one-time thing um, and see if there's a way to pitch that. Um, Cause I think like really the value with the taxi te- testing taxi is like over time um, you see the changes and whatnot. So yeah. Cause like that would be oh, right. Really but but similar to your pricing stuff with the, your, um, what was that? Praxonar type thing. It could be like a number of scans. So like mm-hmm. you have some advantages, you could be like sites or, or locations and number of scans per duration and you get credits or whatever, or I don't yeah. know. Um, yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, because that would really help to alleviate the the cost of getting people set up. Because I feel like that's really going to be the bottleneck on this. Um, just like making sure that everything's configured properly for them, and then also just kind of babysitting to make sure that they don't have any like wonky things that nobody else has that's going to break it. Um, right. Yeah. Cool. Okay. I think that kind of gives me some direction to go in. That's cool. Cool. Well, you also talked to some like. Uh... QA agencies and whatnot, right? Some people mm-hmm. that do. So how did how did that go? And how does this, I mean, it yeah. makes me think of marketing and other channels. Like, where are you going to find these people? Uh, well, what I thought was the craziest thing is I found this QA person and actually you, you referred me, uh, which was really helpful. Um, but to go to this person, I, I tried to find them online. I couldn't find them anywhere. And like, this is a decent sized company. And so it's like, you know, there are other channels, right? Than just like SEO and being online and that sort of thing. Um, Cause this person is definitely like dug into the, the person to person relationships and, you know, leveraging those sorts of things. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, like finding QA agencies, I think is a huge win because, you know, they want this sort of thing and it augments their, their existing staffing, right? It's it, testing taxi doesn't, isn't able to test everything but we can tell you what we don't test and what we do test. So then, you know, you can just get testing taxi to take a first pass at it. And then, you know, your, your QA person does the last, you know, 10% or whatever it is. Um, and as a way to sell bulk licenses and that sort of thing, I think that's like a great, a great way to do that. Cool. So you're going to start hanging out on the QA uh, forums and the QA Slack communities and stuff. I have or you already are. for the last uh, <laughs> couple of months. Yeah. Um, I've, I found those to be like, not super active. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, I found it, it's, it's kind of similar to like, I was checking out product marketing for a while. Um, their, their, um, forums and stuff are very, seem to be very repetitive to me. Um, where it's like, ah, nobody cares about what we say and, you know, we just need to do, do better work or something like that. And, because it's mostly people in the role, so they're just—it's probably sort of their their own water cooler for their people, right? Like, so yeah, it probably gets a little like, 
err against the man and <laughs> like <Yeah. laughs> how do you get a promotion and nobody nobody how do you how do you uh like yeah how do you get more budget for your team like uh how do i level up my career when no one at the company is supporting me yeah yeah no i think i think maybe like the way to enter that sort of area is more with like guides and stuff um mm -hmm. like for people who are trying to learn stuff um to try and kind of go at it that way and that's kind of what i've thought about like almost doing like an SEO play that way with like um, guides of like popular testing tools that a lot of people are using um, mm -hmm. and even some of the testing methodologies and stuff too. Um, yeah. I don't know. That seems I, have kinda... a, I have a, I have a probably bad idea on how you can find QA agencies. Okay. Uh, put up a job post for a QA person. <laughs> you know how many things when I put up like a, a, a dev job post like mm. how many agencies look for those things, like scrape oh. it off of like AngelList or, or LinkedIn yeah. or whatever, and you just get pummeled. But then yeah. you go, actually, <laughs> hey, uh, hey, actually, do you need help? Like, I don't know how often, <laughs> but hey, you get them coming to you. It's like you got, you, you show a little, you know, put a little yeah. honey out there for the bees or the bears to come, to come get you. <laughs> <laughs> That is clever. I get so many emails from dev agencies as well. And like, I'm a software company. It's like, like I'm listed publicly as a software company. It's like, why are you pitching your development services to me, another development company? How many of them, but how many of those could um, use some QA? Like maybe that's a value add for their services, right? So like. It could be, yeah. There's, yeah. I feel like there's more dev agencies than there are like QA agencies. I feel like QA is a little more niche on it. Like most like any entrepreneur, any business person and like, Oh, software development. Yeah. You know, I'll go to agency if they're not technical themselves or, or whatnot, yeah. but telling someone, Oh, a QA agent, like what's QA? Why do I need that? Right. Like first I need to yeah. have something built, right. That's like a, a second order thing for most people. Yeah. Yeah. True. I guess like when I was thinking of like the whole SEO side of things, I was thinking that like what could be really neat is to find a way to, rank for terms that people who are just starting to do QA work would run across mm -hmm. and like, you know, how to get started with Selenium or how to get started with Ghostwriter or something like that. And then, mm -hmm. um, you know, basically pitch this as like, here, we'll get you 90% of the way there. And you can just manually test the last 10%, you know, don't bother writing all this other code and stuff. Right. Okay. But I don't know. Cool. Well, speaking of SEO, are you, how's your, how are all your SEO uh, endeavors going? Well, um, I am making progress. It's feels like it goes so slow though. Like <laughs> I am like biting my fingernails off. Just like, how can I make this go faster? And like trying to learn all of the different ways I could make it go faster. So maybe you have some insights on that for me. Um, so basically what's happened is I've written uh, I've got about 48 articles now. Um, this is for uh, status list, right? Like this is most for articles. Yeah, right. status list okay. only. So I got like about 48 articles. I put those all out in like the last, most of those out in the last month or two. Um, and basically, yeah, writing for um, low-hanging fruit type of um, keyword terms that are, you know, not too competitive, that are for people who are in my, you know, would-be customers for me. Um, and then, yeah, just trying to, 
um, kind of build like little clusters around topics. So like I have some like uh, around site specific things. So like Nginx, Apache, HAProxy, mm-hmm. like those kinds of things. And uh, yeah, trying to just rank for them by having good articles, I guess, and relevant content. Um, and so I guess I was looking into things like, you know, getting backlinks and like social and all of that stuff. So maybe, maybe one at a time, you could tell me what you think about those sorts of things. Like what about like getting backlinks and like trying to get people to link to your stuff? Like, is that um, a I mean, yeah, endeavor? It is because uh, backlinks are sort of the authority, you know, inputs of, of a site, right? Like how do you know, you're writing something versus like a random WordPress blog that started yesterday. Like why, why rank yours over, over Mm -hmm. the WordPress site. Right. So I do think backlinks are worthwhile, um, but only to a certain point, like there's a couple ones. You have to think about your overall domain authority, right? Like Mm -hmm. how is status list as a, just any sort of authority? Like why should this site versus any other site? And then individually on the pages. But I think getting any sort of links to your domain would be good, even just to the home page, because it's sort of like, okay, um, that means status list is something. If someone just links purely to, let's say you just had one article you're trying to rank for and you somehow got five or 10 backlinks just to that one, it would look mm-hmm. a little strange. It would look inorganic, right? It would look... Yeah. Uh, not natural. So one thing that I would do if you haven't already is go relook at all of those, uh, just those like startup listing sites. Mm -hmm. Uh, most of these things are like free submissions and whatnot. If you did them before, go, go check them out. Look at, you know, you you're listed in Heroku's store of different things. So like, those are all good domain authorities, whether they're follow or no follow at this point, getting getting free links that essentially you're putting the work in like did you set up google my business did you set up a linkedin profile did you set like all these profile sites and even all these software listing sites product hunts the the crunch base all of these like free listing sites it's something and it's something to at least point that says you're legitimately trying to be like a business mm-hmm. yeah yeah no that makes sense and like, I have tried to get most of those, but that's a good reminder too, to like go a little bit further on that. Um, Cause like, I don't think I have a LinkedIn or like a, a crunch base one. Um, but I guess I was thinking like, there's also, you can do backlinks. Like you could search for broken links and like basically pitch that they link you, you instead. Or um, I think people were, were trying to even like suggest content to people, right? Like, so if they have like a content about like I, write a lot of stuff about nginx so like if someone had an article that talked a little bit about nginx then you could say like hey you know maybe you'd like to link to my post over here that goes in depth on Mm -hmm. that or whatever um do you think that that stuff is worthwhile like it seems to me like you're really trying to you're doing door-to-door sales at that point yeah i don't think it's worthwhile um i don't think it's worthwhile for you at stage it's just it's it's a crapshoot and right now i think everything you're at least trying to do is you don't have a lot of time, like, right. It's mm-hmm. like, you're, you're balancing both your consulting work. You're just trying to get this going as with as 
and I think you're you're looking at this correctly. It's like, hey, I, I you did a sprint of writing a whole bunch of articles for a bunch of keywords that are going to be relevant and should be relatively easy to write for you, mm-hmm. and you know the content of that space. So, and I think you know planting those seeds which you have and and letting them grow as as <laughs> as challenging as that might be, just sitting there watching, um, I think is the right strategy. But just getting some links to your your main site, I think, would be the start. But any of those other individual ones, like trying to look for broken links, like those tricks are so old that <laughs> that just everyone gets pummeled by them, and it just gets filtered into spam. They're like, "Why you? Why do I care?" Like no yeah. one's going to. And on the jobs of the content manager, sometimes they're just. They know, they see a thousand of these. There's no way to separate you from something else. But right. I know there are types of posts, and we I, I think we've talked to a couple of people that have done, there's a certain style of posts that get more backlinks organically. And I think mm-hmm. you should, outside of even your um, the keywords you're trying to rank, now you should think about articles that are like linkable, right? Oftentimes, like, having quotes or having statistics, even if you're aggregating from other places and, mm-hmm. and saying something relevant is like, you know, I think would be, would be a good way to do that type of thing and have a good authority piece where you actually take a lot of time and research that would be interesting to people. And those are the types of things that if shared on social, people are like, oh, that's really interesting. That's unique. It's not just, it's not an article built purely for like ranking, like it mm-hmm. reads well and is interesting and you put a lot of work in, like people like that stuff. <laughs> yeah. People like to actually spend time on on good articles and, and good information and the chances of those being linked or at least also showing some sort of, I would say, uh, content authority about a topic or something like that is, are, are also good signals and page, page, time on page, all of those types of things are I think add into it. Yeah. 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 That's cool. Um, and I guess like making things that are somewhat popular that I guess, right. Like that people would like to read just because it's interesting and newsworthy and that sort of thing. Um, yeah, that makes sense. What, what but, but it's also hard to catch lightning in a bottle with that. Like if you're trying to do current news, it's very mm-hmm. hard to get, especially it's hard to get attention if you don't already have some other level of traffic or whatnot too, right? And it's sort of this <laughs> this chicken before the egg thing. So those types of articles oftentimes are like ones that do well are honestly some things like, like we have ones that are like about rural statistics, right? So we might aggregate from all these different sources about just different quotes and referral statistics because people writing right. articles look for statistics to link their article to. So right. that's like a good one that oftentimes is can both rank and people are searching for it. And if you have a good aggregation of data there, like yeah, uh, might, people will link like to it. And then you link to your other stuff with that, like yeah. internally. Right. What about um, uh, guest posting? Um, like I've, I looked at that a bit and tried to learn what that's all about. Um, mm-hmm. It seems to me like you write up your, you write up some original content that you don't post on your own site. You post it, you give it to these other people basically. And then they in turn will give you like a backlink to your homepage or something like that. 
Well, it's mostly because you're writing in the guest post linking back to your site. So it's not as much the, the giving the backlink, but it is people that are oftentimes producing a lot of content. Um, they're like getting free quality content is like music to their ears, but they also have to be in between where they're not like super strong editorial um, mm. or you have to have a name of like, Hey, I'm going to, I want to write, you know, I'm going to write this article for you. And they're like, Oh, okay. That's, that's yeah. going to be interesting. Right. Um, so I guess so the, yeah, question, that, the, the question ahead. I guess is like, is it, is it worth it um, for someone like me? Who's like pretty small, right? Like um, to write that, that I could write that same content and post it on my own site. Um, mm -hmm. You know, would that be better use of my time? I would say there's like a happy in between. So if it's here's here's how I think about guest posts. The ones that are going to take them, like are looking to, they are thinking like a publication, right? Like they like to have three articles a week or whatever that type of thing is. And if they can get quality articles, three quality articles a week, that's great for them, right? They, they, they are actually in the news cycle trying to do certain things. So if you come in as a expert writer that can write one of these, and more, more than likely, this doesn't have to be an SEO based article, but you want the SEO juice from them, right? That those are good opportunities. I remember hearing buffer in the early days, like all they used, they just used to write tons of guest posts. That's how they got a lot of backlinks early on but they were strong authorities in the subject. So they would write posts for all these people and they would pitch similar types of posts like, hey, well, I'll write to you about social media, this and this certain, certain trend. And you get into a mashable or maybe not tech crunch, but some of those types of things that are always looking for to feed the news cycles. Like mm -hmm. they don't care about the SEO, but they want yeah. quality articles. So you're sort of trading what they want for something you want, right? Um, uh, but it's also challenging because you have to pitch them, right? Unless you know people already with sites that mm -hmm. you could write articles for, you're also getting into a pitch cycle of like, I'm sending 20 emails a day, trying to find someone that I'm pitching an article to, but yet, do I write the article first or do they really want this article? I have to find people that are relevant for it. So yeah, that, that kind of gets challenging as well. Yeah. And I guess also like, what's the amount of juice you get from that backlink versus, um, the juice that you might get from like organic search on, like, if you were to spend that same time writing some SEO content. What do you mean? Like, why would I write this for my site that, 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 that one, like if I'm going to write something good, why not be on my site? Is that what you're still asking? Right. Cause or? I'm thinking like the, the end goal here is to get, you know, SEO juice for your site, like to get right. visitors to come to you. And so, right. Um, you know, what's the, which one is better bang for your buck, I guess. Like, I really well, that's what I was saying. Like the, the guest posts don't have to be SEO based and they shouldn't. So anything that you want a super great keyword on, if you write a good article for someone else, basically you're going to end up competing with yourself. So <laughs> if you have a good idea on an article that is not SEO based, that is more opinion and editorial, mm. those are eight guest posts. Those are great guest posts to give away. Those are great guest posts to show your authority. And also you get to write somewhat about the topic that you want to be authoritative on. So if it's about QA and testing or it's about site monitoring and whatever, like you get to write about those in an editorial way, 
but the article itself that lives on someone else's site with a high domain sees that they already have quality signals from Google and those quality signals then pass back to you almost even more relevant because your article is going to be in that general subject matter, but wasn't trying to rank for it. And then you mm. link to something on your site that you actually do want to rank for that topic. Like, oh, do you want to know more about this testing technique? Like I wrote a bigger deep dive that is SEO keyword based focused over here. So that's that's kind of how you complete that flywheel, if that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Um, and then what about like social? Like I've heard of people saying that social doesn't matter for anything. Other people say social is great because then people see your content and then they link to it. Um, I don't know if you had any experience with that. Yeah. I don't think it's worthwhile. I think social yeah. is it's not for, for SEO purposes. I don't think you really need um, anything that it is what they will say is, you know, once you are writing your own content or having this, like getting some eyeballs on it, amplification through social, but it's just repurposing. It's trying to get readers, but thinking that you're going to get a reader that is then going to backlink to it is, yeah, that's probably, you know, yeah, good luck. less than less than 0.01% type of chance. So it's not, that's yeah. not something I'd put a lot of stock in, in terms of helping your SEO. Okay. Um, and kind of the last thing I've been doing to try and help my SEO is um, I've just been going through posts that are older than a month and I've just been mm -hmm. cleaning them up. And partially that's because I'm not a great writer. So the second <laughs> time looking at it or the third time looking at it, I can always spot mm -hmm. mistakes um, or things that could be improved. Um, and I've also saw some things where people have mentioned that just like, you know, cleaning up posts even a little bit. Um, is a good signal for Google to kind of know that you, you know, this post is up to date and all that sort of thing. Um, are there things like that that would kind of help help this grow faster? Um, yes and no. I think a month cycle is probably a little too fast for, for Google to really care that much, like especially if it's a brand new article that's only a month old. Hmm. Um, I think there's two things you should do in a time window with an article that is written is after it does start getting some impressions and ranking. And I think you've seen some of these and you showed me some of the charts, which get exciting. Mm -hmm. um, but I think, I, I think, I don't know if I've mentioned to you before, but in that period of once it starts to settle down, you want to go and look like to see what keywords that it was popping up for. And it may not be the target keyword you have. So this is like a great way to go from what all the keyword places tell you there's like where there's fish <laughs> and actually seeing if there's really fish there, right? So you wrote an article and you can go and look in things like Google search console and say, well, where, which, where did, where did this, where did, what keyword did my article show up on? And then you can go like, oh, is that actually a good keyword? Do I want that one instead? So I'd say usually after a few months, what you can do is go back and look at that article and then tweak it towards the keywords that Google is already showing you that it is interested in, right? So mm. it's kind of like throwing out your line first and seeing if you're going to get a bite. And then, oh, it's a little over there to the right. It wasn't where I first threw the line. Let me go further over there or just beyond those rocks seems to be where like I was getting more nips that direction. And now it's like, let me recast my line over there. So that's that's sort of how I think about it. And you're in a constant recast thing of that type of thing. And you should 
go back and look because things might change. Oftentimes with search, they don't change that fast. Um, mm. But as you get rankings, as as you get impressions and whatnot, and and keywords, to, at least you start to show up as an impression for that keyword. It means someone saw it on the search page. Um, then you start to know, like, you know, or am I drifting towards an area that I don't want those keywords? Actually, let me refocus it on something else so I'm not confused with a different topic because some of these topics can be very nuanced. Yeah, yeah, no, that makes sense. And, and yeah, I've definitely seen that too, where like the this the the projected um, amount of traffic to a certain keyword is totally like doesn't make any sense compared to what I'm seeing in Search Console, where I'm like, hey, like you know, my 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 thing said that my uh, projector said that you know it was there's nothing in that area, and yet I'm seeing like a lot of impressions for this certain thing. It's like, oh, okay, that's kind of interesting. Well, do make sure you're putting on the country filter. So that one helps because <laughs> oh. sometimes when you see numbers, some, some site will say a thousand impression or a thousand searches, but it might be just a thousand in the world, or it could be a thousand us. And so in search console, make sure you click like us or Canada or wherever else to make it a little more specific. So you are seeing what you're seeing and. Google tests this stuff too. So sometimes you'll see a spike on something, but that may not be, that might have them just trying it to see if anyone clicked on it, right? So they're always experimenting as well. Like, you know, a, a, as we are trying to figure out, we're all trying to like find the alignment, right? Between three <laughs> parties. It's you, it's Google and the and the intent Search. of the end user. So it's like, yeah, and the searcher. So it's all this like, circular yeah. cir circulating each other until you can kind of find the right the right blend of it and hope that yeah. things don't change too much yeah okay so i'm still really impatient are there like <laughs> are there things like go, I can go focus on something else there's really not much <laughs> <you can> do. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> uh, like I, I i think i have a bit of a problem because it's like you know every day i have to look at search console and like it's like you know Watching paint dry. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I can, I can uh, relate to that. It is something to. I wouldn't say I look at it every day, but practically every day. But I probably yeah. don't. Yeah, it, it's tough to. Yeah, you're just you're just sitting there like waiting. You're like yeah, watching watching a pot try to boil, or you planted the seeds, and you're like, "Come on, I see a little thing, but why is it stopped? Where's it going? Is it going? Yeah. Is it going? Did I get it? Do I need to fertilize? Do I need to over?" <laughs> Don't don't kill the plant, Nate. Don't kill the plant. <laughs> oh man, I wasn't made to be a gardener. <laughs> uh, cool. All right. Well, I think I've got some things to to, to do here, and also, uh, yeah, maybe I'll go find some other distractions to keep me off of this. <laughs> work on testing taxi. That's the nice thing. You've got that. You've got client work. You've got plenty of things. You got. I don't know. What do you have? Three kids running around. You have plenty of distractions. Oh, I do. I do. I just want to figure this SEO thing out. It's like, it doesn't, it, it, sh it feels to me like it should be this process that, you know, you do the process and then it will work, mm. but you know, yeah, still no. figuring things out. <laughs> Funny. Fun, what, what's interesting though, is, you know, over the years that we've been doing this podcast and we started with you doing status list and yet Every week now, the things you want to talk about the most are like SEO for status list. And like for a while, it was just like, ah, uh, Josh keeps bringing status list back up. Every every few months, it's like he has a new idea for status list or something else with status list. And yeah. and now you're bringing it up just through SEO. But yeah. it's kind of fun. 
kind of full circle. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, thanks for chatting today, Josh. All right. Thanks, Nate. Talk to you later. Bye. Hey, thanks for joining us today. If you want to chat with us, we're on Twitter. I'm at Nate Bosher and Josh is at JLogic. If you're a new listener, uh, check out some of our most popular episodes. Episode 52, 7 years to 22 MRR and zombie startups. Or episode 30, review sites are a necessary evil and hacks to get around them. Thanks again.